found by the work of examining, interpreting, and cataloging this spectacular hall that many crates of formless marble and verdigrized bronze were simply put to one side and left for later examination. Not until May 17, 1902, fully two years after the initial discovery, did Greek archaeologist and director of the museum Valerio Steas happen to notice a series of faint inscriptions on one particular piece of rubble. Finally, realizing the significance of arguably the most important artifact to be recovered from the Antikythera rack. Once the value of this strange object had been fully appreciated and an effort to preserve it begun, a considerable amount of criticism was leveled. How is it possible that an uneducated Greek sponge diver had been able to recognize the value of an object 40 meters below the surface of the Ionian Sea that the educated eyes of a team of trained archaeologists and researchers ignored for two years? It was also noted that over several months of the salvage, numerous delicate objects had been brought to the surface without significant breakage, only for this delicate mechanism to be left to dry out in the sun and split open when entrusted to the care of the academic staff of the museum. These were no doubt valid points, but it was precisely because the object had split open that Valerio Steas had been able to peer into its heart and observe for the first time the tiny inscriptions engraved into its surface. Then, as he examined the object more closely, Steas noticed the remnants of some internal mechanism hidden by lime and verdigrized bronze, and although he had no idea at the time what it was, he recognized its significance immediately. Careful efforts at cleaning and preserving the object began in the hope of arresting any further damage, followed by an initial mapping and cataloging of its fundamentals. While there was no obvious indication of what this object might be, or what its function was, what was apparent was that it was a device comprising relatively sophisticated gearing, superficially resembling clockwork. Chapter 2. What is the Antikythera Mechanism? The immediate effect of the discovery of this mechanism was to throw the original speculative dating of the wreck into doubt. It seemed impossible that a technical device of such finesse, delicacy, and mastery could belong to the same era of antiquity as the other significant finds of the wreck. It was presumed, therefore, that either the wreck was a great deal more recent than imagined, or that the device must have originated from a second and much later shipwreck. Before the object could be dated, however, it had to be identified, which immediately set in motion a bitter academic squabble that would endure until World War II in the Axis occupation of Greece. The saga began against the backdrop of a science that was still very much in its infancy. The Antikythera wreck had been one of the first important finds of its type to be recorded in the Mediterranean, and certainly one of the first significant exercises in marine archaeology as a branch of science, so early Greek researchers examining the apparatus were at best groping their way through the dim light of an academic dawn. The first to attempt to do so, however, was Valerio Steas himself, and what he had to work with was very little indeed. Although tentatively cleaned, the mechanism consisted of little more than a small collection of indeterminate objects encrusted with limestone over most of their outer surfaces. Where the principal fragments had cracked, a blue-green of copper chloride blended with the red of copper oxide, and with various shades of tin oxide mingling to reveal just the faint and enigmatic traces of a tangled mechanism within. The largest fragment, measuring about 6 by 5 inches, held a large four-spoked wheel, almost the size of the fragment itself, into the diameter of which had been cut about 200 teeth. A second and smaller toothed wheel appeared to engage with the larger, while several additional cogwheels were visible on the back. Inscriptions were also visible, although not at that point decipherable. 
A second, slightly smaller fragment appeared to have a flat sheet of bronze attached to it, upon which were also engraved a series of inscriptions. On the back of this had been cut a series of concentric circles, which seemed from initial observation to serve as guides for a rotating pointer. In total, at least 15 interlocking gears were visible. Stea's initial impression was that the object had to have been some kind of perpetual motion clockwork mechanism. However, a span of a thousand years or more stood between even a liberal dating of this wreck and the emergence of the first mechanical clocks in medieval Europe. Stea's, therefore, modified this initial theory, concluding in the end that the device must have been some sort of measuring or calculating instrument. Even this, however, challenged his credulity. Prior to this discovery, not a single gear wheel had been unearthed that could be attributable to Greek antiquity, and indeed, that remains the case today. It is true that ancient classical texts hint at the existence, or at least the knowledge of gearing, as early as the 3rd century BCE. But these...